0: Today we're going to continue walking through uh, this portion of Mark and we're going to come to Mark chapter number 14 beginning in verse number 12. So uh, Jesus is now, he's been anointed at Bethany by Mary, uh, Judas Iscariot in his heart. We have seen just the the true nature of this man. Uh, Now he has set things in motion to go out and betray the Lord Jesus Christ as he's made a negotiation with the religious uh, Pharisees and Sadducees, the Sanhedrin, for 30 pieces of silver to sell Jesus. And now uh, Jesus is right here. It's Passover time. Uh, The Passover lamb is going to be sacrificed. And so Jesus is now as a Jewish man going to celebrate the Passover with his disciples. And the Bible says in verse 12 of chapter 14. On the first day of unleavened bread. When they sacrificed the Passover lamb. His disciples ask him. Where do you want us to go and prepare the Passover so you may eat it? So let's just remember quickly. The Passover is that moment. Uh, where the, the Hebrews came out of bondage and slavery from the Egyptians. That moment where God sent the tenth plague onto the Egyptians and the, with the requirement, uh, that you were to slaughter, sacrifice a lamb. And if you have its blood on the doorpost and the lentils of your home, the Passover angel, uh, will come and he will pass over your house. And, uh, if not, if that blood's not there, the firstborn will die. The Hebrew children, of course, in faith, sacrifice the lambs, put the bloods on their house, and then what happens when the death angel comes, he passes over them. This leads Pharaoh to drive them out. He says, you can finally go, leave us, and they are set free from the bondage and the slavery of the Egyptians. And this is a commemorative festival that the Jews have every year to remember what happened that night. And so Jesus being a Jewish man is celebrating this moment. Uh, this, this really, this independence day, if you will, sort of like the July the fourth for us here in America, this independence day from bondage. And so Jesus um, the, the disciples are saying to him, where do we need to go? Where are we going to prepare the Fe- the, the, the Passover, where are we are going to eat this together? And Jesus in verse 13 of chapter 14, sends two of his disciples and he gives them very specific instructions, go into the city. And a man carrying a water jug will meet you. I love the Lord Jesus and his sovereignty and his omniscience. Uh, he, He already knows these things have been set in motion. And so he's just playing the whole scene out for him. When you get there, this is what you're going to find. And when you find this, do this. And then it's all going to come together. And so you're going to get there and there's going to be a man. He's going to be carrying a water jug. I want you to follow him. Wherever he enters, tell the owner of the house. The teacher says, Where is the guest room for me to eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, furnished and ready. Make the preparations for us there. So the disciples went out, entered the city, and found it just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. Now, What I want to point out to you here in this story, I don't want to talk about the disciples. I don't want to talk about the guy with the water jug. I want to talk about the owner of the house. Okay, Uh, because the the Bible nowhere indicates for us that Jesus had gone to this man and told this man, look, I need you to set this up for me. Uh, There's nowhere in the passage, in the text that tells us that Jesus in any sort of way uh, set these things uh, into some sort of motion in order for it to happen. Uh, w- but the indication that we get here and, and seeing the sovereignty of Jesus and, and telling these guys how it's going to go down, the, the indication here is that the homeowner somehow, some way had, had received a divine revelation that he needed to get his home in order and that he needed to get his home ready. Because he was going to be hosting a very special guest that evening. And the Passover festival that he was going to be hosting in his house was unlike any Passover festival that he had ever hosted before. This was more than just family coming over. This was just, this was more than neighbor coming over. This was more than friends from the synagogue coming over. This, this was a Passover unlike anything else because on this night, on this day, yes, a Passover lamb is going to be sacrificed and yes, you're going to be eating all those things in your house. But understand the Passover lamb of God is coming to your house. And you need to make preparations and you need to be ready for him to arrive. And so the homeowner, once again, we see no indication that anything had ever been put in motion by Jesus. But the homeowner, uh, the way the text reads is, is that this guy put things in motion in order to prepare his home. His heart had been prepared. His home had been prepared. So now when the disciples arrive and they say, hey, the teacher needs your house. The Bible tells us that this man, it says that they found things just as Jesus had said. This man says, okay, all preparations have been made. And this is the place where he is to come and eat this Passover supper. And so my question for you today, dear brothers and sisters, is this. Have you made your home ready for the Lord Jesus? Uh, What are you doing to prepare your house for his presence? Now, I'm going, to, I'm going to give you this in two ways. Number one, I'm speaking, first of all, as it pertains to your body. Now, the Bible tells us, Paul writes, that our bodies are a temple uh, of the Holy Spirit of God. So, what are you doing every day preparing your temple... Uh, for the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. Remember that Paul tells us basically that when you join your body with the things of the world, that you are joining those things with the Holy Spirit of God. So we must be every day repenting of sin and cleansing our lives, purifying our lives of those things that defile us so that we would have a consecrated temple to the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. So every day, Are you preparing your temple for God's indwelling presence to be there? Uh, So I want to encourage you, dear brother and sister, to repent, to pray, to seek cleansing daily that he might take up residence in you. Now, the second thing is not just the the physical or not just the the, the temple of your body, but your actual home. Uh, Friends, listen, you have a family. Uh, You have Children, grandchildren, spouse living in your house? Are you making preparations for the presence of the Spirit of God to dwell in your house? Now, now how do you do that? Well, you rid your house of those things that defile you, just like your own body. So, go through your house. Find those things in your house that would not be pleasing to the Lord. Stop watching those things on television that would not be pleasing to the Lord. Stop listening to the things on the radio that would not be pleasing to the Lord. Do all you can To prepare your house. That's what the owner would have done. Notice it's the Feast of Unleavened Bread. They take all the yeast out of their house. They remove it all. They sweep it clean. They prepare the house to eat the Passover. And yeast in the Bible is a picture of our sin. So we must cleanse our homes... For the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit of God. So are you making those preparations? You know, friends, I can remember uh, back when I was first saved that there was a moment in my life where I went through my house and I found an, an old Buddhist statue that i had bought on a trip to japan it was a statue of buddha and i had just gotten saved and and i was going through my house one day and i just noticed that i had that little statue sitting up in my bedroom and i thought to myself uh, you know that's a nice piece of cherry wood is cut into buddha and, uh, man, I, I, you know, I was a souvenir. I don't want to get rid of that, but I realized it's an idol in my house. What am I teaching my wife? What am I teaching my children by having it there? So I took that thing, I threw it in the trash and sent it off to the trash dump somewhere. And, and guess what? Karma never got the best of me either. You know why? Because all that's foolishness anyway. Instead, friends, I prepared my house in many other ways, prepared my house for the indwelling presence of the, uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray you're doing the same today.